previously on We Are More Than The Podcast. Once you stop learning, you start dying. That's real. Yeah. You, you know, uh, a mutual friend of ours, Chris Jackson, yep. told me something one time. Shout out to the judge. Um, who's also from Pendleton High yep. School. Um, there's a Pendleton High School graduate that we're both uh, friends with that lives in Greenville County, who's also, he's a judge in Greenville County. So there's a lot that can happen for you by being in the right place at the right time if you really want to. If you want to do something, you can. Um, that's just simple as that. But he mentioned something one day. You know, because I watched him, you know, from college to grad school to law school with having a family in law school. And I'm like, bruh, you got a lot going on, man. How can you do this it, and, and make everything balanced? And his words were, man, I owe people like it was people that believed in me and I owe them. And that stuck with me for a long time because I feel the same way, man. I owe people like. I owe I owe y'all I owe y'all to be a better role model in some kind of way you know but I'll never be finished well let's uh open the floor for some questions like I said I know you all had an assignment uh probably doing y'all do 15 minutes of silent reading still what or is that for the little kids? Littler, they, they get like a, a, a hour to do nothing. <laughs> so let's open the floor for some questions. Just come down to the microphone and uh, fire away. Don't be shy. We've been up here talking to y'all, so come talk to us. I definitely expect some questions from y'all. <laughs> Around those have been put on notice. Yeah, go ahead. Hold on. My bad. That's on me. Uh, well, what's your name, bro? Uh, my name is Dex. What's up? I know you. I went to school with your mom. Probably- you, um... Uh, Ansley. Yes, sir. See? Okay. Oh, see? Boy, see? You up here sound like my daddy. Yeah. Who your, who your people? <laughs> uh, I just want to ask, um, just from being from Pendleton, did you ever feel like you weren't going to go anywhere? Like, from being a small, like, community, did you ever feel like you weren't going to make it out? Like, outside of Pendleton? Like, weren't going to go nowhere? Well, that's a great question. That's an excellent small town question, too. That's a great question. And I know a lot of people who felt that way um, because of the lifestyle that I lived as a child, you know, kind of growing up a little bit, I never felt stuck because I was exposed to certain things. You know, one thing that, you know, my dad had a, I told you he were, had a corporate job. Uh, he worked at Clemson University um, as the uh, general manager of Aramark. And he had that job since I was, you know, from five to, uh, yeah, from five, from the age of five until... I was maybe 16, 17, um, you know, so I was traveled. I went to, I went everywhere with him and I, I was able to be exposed to certain things. So personally, I can't say I felt stuck, but a lot of people that I know did feel stuck because they weren't exposed to that same um, thing that I was. So it's kind of, that's, that's, a, that's a great question. But one thing that I can say is Take advantage of the universities that you have right up the street. You know, just being at Clemson can take you to a different mind frame, mainly because there's so many different people from thousands of different backgrounds that you can learn from different cultures. You know, when I went off to college, you know, that's one of the things I was able to, um, you know, I made a bunch of friends from all over the place, you know, from different countries, um, you know, that's, you know, Especially girls, from different, you know, from different countries, from different states, and everybody got different backgrounds. So feel, I mean, make friends that that are not like you. Yeah. Do is that something that you feel that you might be stuck being from here? Uh, sometimes, yeah. Why? I don't know. It's just for like, well, my family's always been here. Like, I feel like nobody's ever moved out or tried to go do something else. Like, my, even my great grandparents are from Pendleton, so like, I was just wondering, yeah. Now, don't don't feel like um, one thing that one thing about myself is even though like my family, same way, majority of my family still here. Um, You know, my mom still here. My grandmother was here. You know, my aunts and uncles are still here. You know, like I said, my little cousins are still here. Uh, You don't have to you don't have to stick with that mold. You know, make your life your own. Whatever you feel like you want to do, don't feel like you got, well, I got to stay here because my family here. 
You know, you can do whatever it is that you want to do, however you want to do it. You know, y'all young enough to be. What grade are you in, man? Tenth uh, grade. You're in tenth grade, so you got you got a couple years to to you know. Hey, I want to go experience this college. Hey, I think I want I might want to go here. Don't be afraid to leave the state. Don't be like, well, I gotta stay close to my mom. Trust me, your mama wants you far away from here. To, <laughs> you know, like, don't be afraid to leave the state to go to school. If you do, they'll probably open up different doors that you didn't know existed. That's one thing I wish I would have done was go out of state instead of staying in state. I wish I would have left the state to go to college. And I went far enough away from home. So where he went to college, his first college, South Carolina State, my hometown is like 40 minutes down the street. That's what we say where we're from. Everything is down the street, not interstate or anything. We was just 40 minutes down the street from Orangeburg. Everyone can't go where you're going. Doesn't mean that you can't come back to where it is that you started, bringing what it is that you've accomplished and what you've learned from where you've gone. So, like he said, Clemson was really close, or is really close to Pendleton. However, if you decide to go, let's say, College of Charleston, where you don't have to go out of the state because you've got lottery money here, you've got uh, life scholarship, all of those other things, you can go far enough away from home where it feels like you're out of state, and that's fine. But, again, everybody can't go where you're going. So when you feel like you could be a beacon of light for someone and it's something that's constantly tugging you back, tugging you back, and tugging you back, don't fall into the trap of getting pulled back by some of the people who want to be in your position who, when they get opportunities, they leave. Because what ends up happening is that you you feel a certain kind of way about that. So don't stunt your growth because of what you are constantly used to seeing. Yeah, That's real. Experience. That's real. Because they can't go where you go. Experience life. Mm-hmm. What is it that you want to do? Well, right now, I would like to coach or, like, do something in sports management. Okay. You did say sports management. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, your parents are heavy into sports. Matter of fact, your mom used to decorate my locker, <laughs> you know, because she was a cheerleader. You know, she used to decorate our lockers. You know, I think your dad is a coach too, right? Yep. Yeah, so you got a sports background, you know. Don't be afraid to go off somewhere to learn that. You know, you don't have to stay around here if you don't want to. That's, I mean, whatever you want to do with your life is your decision. Yeah. But like he said, man, like that's one of the things that, you know, I got to be honest. You know, none of us within none of us within our Rhino organization live in a community penalty. Not one. We don't live here. We've went on and experienced life and have families of our own we just come back to do to we come back to uh support and be a part of the community that's that's it you don't have to stay here and it's impossible to tell you something different if i've never seen anything different so you gotta go experience jazz can't come back and tell any of these fellas anything different if he hadn't seen anything different so don't don't feel like you're tied to here yeah. That's, that's a good question, though, bro. Yeah, Excellent question. Word. Next. <laughs> I guess you put the pressure on them. They, oh, this this one is this one a good one right here. Uh, What's your name, brother? Uh, Corday. Corday. Well, first off, I want to say your mama older than my mama. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know, like, what you said about, like, not trying in school. And I know I watched you and Jay like my whole life. And I know Jay, when he was in school, he's kind of just like me. Like he would be on and off with it. Like one day he'll try, but the next day he just feel like I don't even want to try it no more. Like whenever you felt like them days you didn't want to try, what did you do? Um, I still have days like that. Just being real, man. Like even as an adult, I still have days that where I just don't want to. I just don't want to. But then I remember. I remember, you know, I I got children. I got small children. I got two kids. They um, eight and ten, and I I think about them, and I think about the people that are behind me. You know what I owe to them. Okay, I stop being lazy. I got to make some stuff happen. You know, you know what our bloodline like. You see it. You still live in it. You see it all the time. So, you know, it's up to you to want to, even on the days you don't want to, you got to have something that motivates you. What is it that motivates you? Not being like Uncle Clayton, Nathaniel, or Monel. 
And so what he mentioned, he said, Jay, Jay's my brother. He's my younger brother. And my younger brother was a, he's a, he was a knucklehead in school. You know, he just, he really didn't apply himself at all. You know, and the people that he named was my father and my, and his two brothers, you know, um, he didn't want, he doesn't want to be like them. I mean, but here's the thing though, this is something I would tell you. Cause even though they had negative things about them, they all still had positive things about them too. So one thing that I did was take the things that I liked about them and applied it and discarded the things that I didn't like about them and want to be something completely different. Mm -hmm. So everything, even though it might look negative all the way around, all of them still had a quality or two that was great about them. Because, you know, you know my story better than anybody. Well, you don't know everything, but you know a lot. (laughs) You know a lot. So even with my father, you know, with him become you know from a dealer to a user i didn't like the fact that he was a user at all that's a quality that i'm trying to that i'm not picking up or a trait that i'm picking up in any way shape form or fashion however he employed half of our community at clemson i'm taking that and trying to reapply it so and even like you know even like our uncle monel you know he was you know, he got some crazy qualities about him, but at to the end of the day, um, he has some good. He got he's a good person. You know, he's really a nice guy. Just do some dumb stuff, but he's a nice guy. So you can actually take qualities from everybody and try to reapply it. So whatever whatever motivates you, use that. Something motivates you. I know what it is. Like man, I'm sick of living here. I'm sick of seeing the same thing every day. Man, I don't, you know, it's okay to not want to be like your mom. It's okay to not want to be like your dad. It's okay to want to be your own person. Do that. Mm-hmm. Do that. What is it that you want to do? I really don't even know yet. And that's okay. That's You're in 10th grade, right? Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. I didn't know what I wanted to do until I was, what, 30. I was about to say, you know what you want to do now? Because I'm still trying to figure it out. Well, I mean, let's be real. <laughs> let's be real. It's a lot of pressure on us to try to figure out who we want, who we are, what we want to do. I mean, that's gonna ever, it's gonna change day after day after day. You know, I graduated college and went and it was in banking. I was in finance. Can nobody tell me I wasn't gonna be a CEO of a bank? Can nobody tell me I wasn't? Well, how you gonna do that and you a convicted felon? Let me tell you something. Because of me being a convicted felon. Uh, that I can sit here and tell y'all now ain't nothing gonna stop y'all but y'all. Yep. Nothing can stop you but you. And I was just get your I was take two. Woo. I was just getting ready to tell you the distance between where you are and where you wanna be, where you are and where you wanna be is you. That's the distance between it. <laughs> Let me ask y'all a question real quick. You got any, you got another question, Corday? You could, man. Hey, I want to tell you. What's your, hold on, come back. What's your grades like? A's and B's. I'm gonna tell you something, and I never told you this before. You got sometimes you see things that you probably shouldn't. You have seen things that you probably shouldn't. But I'm gonna tell you face to face, man to man. Bro, I'm proud of you. I am very proud of you because you you've accomplished something already, and you don't even know it. You don't know how great you actually are or can be because you're different than you're different than your siblings. You're very different. And I don't mean that in a good way or a bad way. It's just that you're different. But you know how whatever the outcome is, that's all on you. So use whatever you need to as your motivation. Thank God. You almost made me tear up with that one. Who's next? How come you don't tell me I'm different then? My We'll talk about it later. Nah, you just like your brother. (laughs) (laughs) What's your name, brother? Uh, Jamari. I'm sorry. What grade you in? 11th. I knew that already. I just wanted him to say that into the mic. Um, My question to you is, so I know you said, like, your friends, like, started, like, they were dealing and using drugs. Did you ever, like, think at one point in time, dang, I I could end up like them? Because I know you probably know where some of them are now. They either dead or in jail. Like, did you ever think you could, like, end up like them? Like, looking back on your life, you, like, think you can end up like them? Um, yes and no, honestly. I didn't do it to be like them. I never done, I've never done anything to be like anybody. I've only done things because, okay, I see something, 
I see what they're doing. I see the money they can make from it. I I need to make that money, but I'm not going to do it the same way they're doing it. And, you know, so I never wanted to be like anybody. So I never felt like I would end up like anybody. Um, But, you know, with every action, and you learn this in science, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. So, you know, you do things long enough, something's going to happen. You do negative things long enough, it's going to have a negative reaction on on your life. So um, I can't say that I did it. Uh, to that, or thought about that I was gonna end up like somebody. No. Um, however, was it a possibility? Yeah. Yes, but at the same, but during that time frame, none of us knew what the end result would be. We were just in the middle of it all at the same time. So it's different. It's very different. Sometimes you don't see it. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Once you, you know, once you, we remove ourselves from it, or we're outside of it, we actually, you know, you can look back and see, like, dang, boy, that could have happened to me. That very well could have happened to me, you know, so you don't think about that when you're actually doing it, you know, because I'm pretty sure, let's be real, y'all live in a drug culture too, but the drug culture is a little bit different. The drug culture now is, uh, you know, methamphetamines, pills, opioids, things of that nature. Like, I'm pretty, I, I wouldn't doubt that there's drugs in this school. I can say that I'm pretty certain there's drugs in this school, and you probably know people who are here that are on drugs. Or have taken it. So, you know, that might look cool and all right right now, but you don't know what that looks like in five, ten years until after you see what that looks like. Do you think you would have had different life experiences if you would have, like, got out of Pendleton, like, right out of high school? I did get out of Pendleton right out of high school. I went to college. I mean, like, out of South Carolina, I'll put it that way. Yeah, I would have. I would have had a ton of life experiences. However... The number one question I get asked, would I, if, is there something about my life that I would want to change? And the answer is no. The answer is no with 100% certainty. Because if my life was to change any, then that means I wouldn't be here to help you. You know, I wouldn't be here to, you know, I wouldn't have the same children that I have. Or I wouldn't have the same knowledge that I, that I can apply right now. It took me to go through those things to be able to apply a certain level of knowledge to be able to come back and share you know, I don't mind going. It's it's something called the innovator's dilemma. When you're the first to do something, nobody has charted that path before. Nobody. You tread through that, that wilderness by yourself. Nobody. You're the only one to do it. You know, I'm a first-generation college graduate. Nobody's done that before me within my family. You know, so I was the first one to do it. I was the first one to go to college. I had to apply to college by myself because nobody else could tell me how to do it. Cause nobody been there before, you know. Um, but it's like I don't want to change anything. I wouldn't change anything because it helped me apply the knowledge. Now, you said something in your question, and if I cut you off, my bad. You said something in your question where you said. Do you feel like life would have been different if you would have left South Carolina right away? Right. Um, I get what you're saying as far as your thought process behind it. But what he did here when he went to Orangeburg, which is three hours away, he ended up doing there as well. So wherever you go, if you don't decide to be that change that you want to be, you're going to find the same kind of things over and over and over again. So you have to be willing to say, hey, like just like Jazz did, there's a stopping point. This is not what I need to do in order to accomplish what, it, what I'm set out to do. I need to take this path. So it's, it's always going to come down to ultimately that decision that you make for you in order to make your life better. That's real. That's real. Yeah. Like. I mean, just like a, a drug user, you can make a drug user go to rehab or even make them move to another town. It's up to them to want to do something different. They're going to turn back, back back to a user if that's what they want to do. Until somebody wants to be different, they're going to always be the same. And the reason I asked you that is kind of because I'm, cause I want to go like out of Cyclone, but I'm honestly scared to. 
because I don't like know what my life experience is going to be like. What are you afraid of? Okay, you're afraid because you don't know what your life experience is going to be like? I'm so glad you're scared. You don't know what your life experience is going to be like either way. Whether you stay here or not, you have no clue what's going to happen. You don't, you know, you have no clue. You can have a plan for your life, but <laughs> God can be like, yep, nope, it's not going to happen. I need you to do this. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and that's absolutely fine. But let me tell you something, man. One thing about being in business and doing this Rhino stuff and, dog, this stuff is scary. This stuff is scary. If your dreams do not scare you. You ain't dreaming big enough. You are not dreaming big enough. Ooh-wee. My dad told me something a long time. He told me see, this when I was a kid. And this is why I've always had lofty goals. My goals are lofty. Okay? My goals are extremely lofty. He told me, shoot for the stars. That way, if you miss, you at least land on the moon. You, you know I mean, well, shoot, shoot for the moon. Excuse me, I said it different. Right. Shoot for the moon. That way, if you miss, you're still dwelling amongst the stars. Mm. And that's that's real. That's real. So if your goals don't scare you, or if that second phase of life don't scare you, then you ain't thinking big enough. So that's natural. That's normal. That is normal, bro. That's that's, that's all right. Eleventh grade. Yes, sir. Fear of failure or fear of success? I'm afraid of failing. Okay. Like, I be thinking, like, if I move away and I don't, like, succeed in my goals, like, then what? Then I feel like I let my mom, everybody else down, because then I'll be leaving them. I want to make a better life for them, because they're all I have. Like, we're all we got with each other, so I want to, like, make something better for them. Would you believe me if I tell you that that's the fear of success? Same thing. The reason why I say that is because... A fear of success is thinking about it so much that you develop something called paralysis by analysis. (laughs) You overthink. So when you overthink, you decide you just don't end up doing anything. However, a fear of failure, and I want you to change, I want you to keep the fear of failure. I want you to change how you think about it. What's your hardest subject in school? Hardest? Um, I'd say chemistry. Chemistry. What's your grade of chemistry right now? 85. Okay. 85 is what, a B? Yep. That's your hardest subject. You got a B. Shout out to that. So, when you're taking your, your chemistry test, right, you've made any 100s on any of the quizzes or whatnot? Yeah, I mean. Okay. How many times did you check your work to make sure that it was right before you turned it in? Like two or three times. That's the fear of failure. That you're going to do whatever it is, after you set yourself out to do it, you're going to do whatever it is over and over and over again to make sure that you don't fail at it. So when you do turn it in, even though you're still apprehensive about what the grade is going to be, when you get it back, you end up making 100 because you checked it three or four times. Like, ah, man, you know, was that right? Was I don't know if that was right. And you just you turned it in because you ran out of time and ended up making 100. That's the fear of failure. Fear of success is not even putting anything on the paper. Because you're unsure of what the answer might be, so you don't end up answering it at all and run out of time. That's real. So, okay, how many times have you failed? Ooh, how many times have I gotten up? <laughs> it's the <laughs> better it, question. Right there. <laughs> That's it right there. Like, I had the biggest failure, you know, coming out of, you know, while I was in college, bro. The absolute biggest failure that altered my life in a way that I never saw. What did it stop? What did it stop? Nothing. I'm still, to this very day, I consider myself uh, I consider myself a success. But I still fail every day because it's something I could always do better. Every day I fail, but I don't consider it as a failure. It's just always a lesson. It's something, okay, you know, I've had, I've had four different businesses, three of them that I do, three of them, three now, but four different ones that don't, you know, that uh, I'm going to do this. Work it, work it, work it. Ah, dang. This ain't going to work. Let me try something different. Do this, do this, do this. Ah, this ain't going to work. But what did I learn from it? Okay, I learned what not to do in this time. So you're going to always fail, bro. You ain't going to get it right 100% of the time. So four businesses, you had three businesses to fail? Well, all all those four failed. All four failed. Oh yeah, but I got three that I'm working on now. That you know, those are going. Those are good. Three different things that, that are. Great. Four didn't fail. He just found four ways that it wouldn't work. That's it, and that's that's <laughs> it. That's the lesson. 
That's the lesson. So don't be afraid that one thing don't work out. It might not work out because it wasn't for you, but the next thing probably will. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. That's perfectly fine. That's a good question, though, bro. Yeah. Sister, you've been. <laughs> I'm sorry. How are you? Um, I'm 15. My name is Nakaya. And uh, my question for you is like, were there any people along your journey that you thought were gonna last forever that, like y'all, you fell off with, and um, and then like, what were the emotions that came with it, and what did you do about it instead of trying to like rebound? Well, that's a that's a loaded question because no, and that's a loaded question because it took me, you know, life. It took life for me to experience, the, you know, the answer to that question. But no one is permanent. Mm -hmm. Not a single person is ever going to be permanent. Nothing is permanent. Things change on a daily basis. Um, as far as the emotions are concerned, it's connected to it. It's okay to grieve a loss, whether it's a friend, a family member, whether it's death or just even... You know, uh, um, you know, just not even communicating with a person anymore or even a breakup with a boyfriend or girlfriend. You know, it's OK to mourn that loss, but you have to make sure that life. One thing that's going to keep going is the world's going to keep turning. You know, life goes on. We have to be, be sure that we pick up our pieces and keep it rolling. So don't ever focus on someone ever being in your life for forever, because that is not a, that's not logical. That is that is. It's not reasonable. It doesn't. It's not going to happen, you know. But deal with things how you need to deal, but move on in a way that's positive. Enjoy the moment while it's there with said person or with the relationship or whatever. Enjoy the moment while it's there, and if it's no longer there, take what you learned from that experience or from that moment with that person and apply it, apply it in beneficial ways. So I got another question. Were there like multiple things? I mean, like probably still to this day, like certain things that like you kept like repetitive behaviors, but like you kind of figured out a way to eventually overcome them. What did you do? Repetitive behaviors, meaning like what do you mean repetitive behavior? Or more like decisions that like were repetitive, but they weren't good for you type thing. Bad habits. Almost like, Almost yeah. like bad habits or you keep repeating the same cycle yeah. over and over and over again even in knowing that you shouldn't be doing that yeah okay That's well okay yeah. well um you have to get tired of those same the same results you know okay what's the definition? i want somebody look up somebody look at the look up the definition of insanity for me look it up look up with the definition of insanity the street definition of insanity what is it Doing the same thing over and over and over, expecting a different result. That's the def that's the that's the urban term for insanity. Mm -hmm. Okay, so until you get tired of being in the insane process, you're gonna keep repeating the same cycle. So, and that's not just for you. That's for anybody. That's for anybody. So, at some point, you'll want to do something different. So, you will. And and that person doesn't want to do anything different. They're not going to because they might not see anything wrong with what they're doing. But the fact that a person recognizes like, okay, I don't want to keep doing the same thing. I don't want to keep repeating the same cycle. That's one step to change. Mm -hmm. First is recognition. Mm -hmm. Once you recognize it, it's easy to change. You asked a question before that about people that you would always think would be there. Mm -hmm. And he let you know that no one's permanent. Not even your old self from your new self. You got to break up with that person too. You gonna change. <laughs> you gonna definitely change the person that my knees I, hurt right now. I I can pretty much guarantee. <laughs> I can pretty much guarantee your best friends today probably ain't gonna be your best friend in ten years. Mm. I mean that's just not gonna happen. Y'all from a small town, so. 
not not even that because let's be real let's be real you know like even our circle now right you know me and uh the, you know the gentleman i mentioned earlier from the same hometown uh chris jackson me and him when we weren't the best friends in high school we used to talk junk to each other in the hallway every day we weren't nowhere close to being the best of friends but after we became adults you know we didn't we didn't hate each other nothing like that we just weren't the best friend you know we ran in the same circles a little bit but that's about it but after we became adults you know hey man come over to the house hey man my kid got this game man you want to pull up hey, hey man we're going to vegas you coming let's go <laughs> you know you know so what happens in vegas <laughs> but yeah so that type of stuff you know you Jeez. you're going to develop different relationships with people that you never saw coming and it's going to benefit your life in ways that you never thought imaginable. Mm-hmm. So even stuff that you, you know, even people that you meet years later, you know, even people that benefit you currently, you know, take it for what it is for now and enjoy it and build up on it because it's not going to be the same years later. Mm-hmm. I promise you. Thank you. No problem. Thank you. Yeah, don't whisper in the microphone either. <laughs> she likes you about to win. You got a face covered up. So I got a question. When uh <laughs> I'm just trying to and I'm fifteen years old. What's your name again? I'm just trying to closer to the mic. Who's your parents? Jackie and Jamarcus. Okay. Um, and I'm fifteen years old. Mm-hmm. And my question is, like, coming from a person that is like scared to fail. I'm asking for like advice for somebody that's like has like really high expectations for themselves themselves and um has like many goals mm-hmm. that they could accomplish. You can't accomplish all of them. Especially like career rise because I've like seven different things that I have ideas on that I could do, mm-hmm. but I don't know exactly like what I'm going to do. I just know that those are things that I could do. Um, I mentioned that I wanted to be a dental hygienist, mm-hmm. but I've also thought of like counseling, psychology, cosmetology, um, or orthodontist, things like that. Like I have different things that I could do. But I'm scared to fail at all of them. You in 10th grade? It's just like, you said what? You in 10th grade? Mm-hmm. It's okay to not know what y'all want to do in 10th grade. I mean, it's being real. It is. It's okay. You know, have a thought process. Have a plan. You know, um, it's okay to not know 100%. Let's say your first plan is, yo, I want to be a dental hygienist. So you spend time coming out of school to be a dental hygienist, and that's what you're doing. You know, you make a decent career out of it, and, you know, I know a few dental hygienists. They're doing pretty well, you know, but if you feel like, okay, mm, maybe I want to do something different, what's stopping you from going to do that different thing? Nothing. You can do, you can live more than one life in this lifetime. Remember I said I'm 42 years old and I'm an infant. I feel like I'm an infant in where I, where I am currently. I, this is nothing is permanent. You can change whatever you want to change at any point in time, however you want to change it. If you're doing something and you're like, mm, I want to switch it up, that's fine. Nothing stopping you from switching that up. This is your life. You create it however you see fit. You know, you know who my, I, I do have a personal counselor that I, you know, as far as a uh, mental health counselor, I do have that. But you know who my regular counselor is? I see him once a week. My barber. <laughs> so, so you can, you can be a counselor and a beautician at the same time. Right. You know, it's more than one. You don't have to be this one thing and that's it. You know, yeah, that's just that's one thing I want y'all to kind of focus on. Not just be one thing, be multiple things. What time y'all y'all got to go class? Your progress, progress report. report where make sure you bring it back to them so you can see what it looked like. I ain't worried about them. They okay. all right. All right, just they make it right. sure. They all right. For for I want you to ask your question before you go though. I know I know you got a question. I want you to ask your question before but, you go. But real. 
Oh, go ahead. No, let, let's, finish, let's finish with uh, with this young lady first. So, real quick, who told you you can be uh, anything? Myself. Yourself. My mom. Your mama mom. told you that you can be anything, right? You ever asked your mom what if being anything meant you can be everything? No. This is why I say that. Dental hygienist, orthodontist, right? Cosmetologist, makeup artist, or something else that you mentioned, right? No, but well, it's not, something that okay, I but something you were because it's in the glamour part of it. Yes, why not um, the plastic surgeons or the the doctors that put in the veneers that everybody in Hollywood has? It's all in the same. It's all in the same field. The reason why I said, "What if being anything meant you can be everything?" I was in for-profit education where I was the director of admissions at Brown Mackey College, assistant director of admissions at ECPI. I'm a recording artist. I've got my own podcast. I um, I ghostwrite. I do some production. I do some mixing and mastering. Uh, I have a mentorship program as well. Who's stopping me from getting all of these things done? I also think it's the fear of running out of time. No such thing. Time is Time is the only thing you can never run out of. Time is the new currency. Time is something that you're never going to run out of. The only time that you run out of is when your life stops. That's it. So why it's going? Keep doing. That's it. That's it. So um, I work, you know, I work in corporate America, you know. Um, I am about that job. I'm in product management. <laughs> you know, I'm in product management. Basically, I, I, I handle... Endeavor. I handle business behind a gearbox. Okay, so technically, uh, technically, I'm an engineer, but I'm not really an engineer. But I handle the business behind that engineered product. Okay, I have, you know, I have a consultant, a co- consulting business, um, and where I, I do, which where I do bookkeeping. I have, you know, that w- which keeps me into my finance realm. You know, I have a real estate company to where I own several properties. Um, I have a nonprofit organization. You can do whatever you want. It's all possible. Everything. You know, a good friend of mine works in the school district. You know, she's a counselor. She's a counselor at school. Uh, she's also a travel agent, but she's also a makeup artist. So she's two of the things that you like. Oh, I like real estate, too. You see what I'm saying? So who says you can't do real estate? You can do all that. It's okay to be afraid, but be afraid but not fearful. That's it. That's it. Don't be. Don't let your dream. I mean, again, it's okay for your dreams to scare you. That's supposed That's perfect. to. That's perfect. <laughs> but focus on one thing, and then once you do that one thing, okay, now I've done this. Let me do one other thing. Then once you do that, you know, one thing, um, I'm in several different rooms at this point in time. And one thing I've learned from different people is that the average millionaire has seven different streams of income. Yep. So that means they do seven different things. How many did you just name? Like seven. Okay. (laughs) There we go. As long as we on the same page. So if you happen to be, so if you happen to be an orthodontist, you get you know orthodontists make a lot of money. Guess what they can do? Invest in real estate mm-hmm. and make that money work for them. And guess what else they can do? They can apply makeup on weekends if they want to help people with their wedding. They can do. I mean, nothing's nothing is limiting you to do whatever it is that you want to do. Just you know, don't create anxiety for yourself for something that hasn't happened yet. Don't do that. And I, and I see that on a lot of y'all. If it hasn't had, don't create anxiety for yourself. It's okay to have lofty goals. There's nothing wrong with that. Just, you know, focus on one thing. And once you do that thing, move to the next one. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Oh, okay. sweet Christmas. That was quick. Yeah, I told you it was going to go fast. What you got, though? Uh, my question was. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Sure. Hurry up, slow poke. You see the bell going to ring? 27 seconds. Right, my question was kind of similar to hers. Like, so I'm a junior, sincere stuff. And it's like, I kind of get scared whenever people ask me, like, sincere, what do you want to do after high school? Sincere, what are you planning on doing? So do you have, like, any advice that could help let go of that fear? Um, nope. Damn. Bravo! <laughs> I mean, come on, man. I don't. I mean, because. It's real. That's just, 
bro, all it is, this. What is your passion? Ah, uh, my passion, like, what I want. What do I want to do? Nah, no, 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 not what you want to do. What is it that you? What is it that you love? What do you like? And it's okay if you don't know the answer to that. Cause you you in eleventh grade, bro. So it's okay if you don't know the answer to that. But I feel like it's it's gonna come. It's gonna hit me sooner than than I think it is. And that's okay, bro. If you don't know, that's the answer. That's the answer. There's you don't have to know right now. You don't have to know. There's a lot of people that hustle into something, trying to figure it out and screw screw life up, trying to figure something out and trying to hurry up and do this, trying to hurry up and do that. You know, slow it down. And once you slow it down, man, you know. It'll come to you. It will come to you. You know, and that's perfectly fine. Um, you don't have to know exactly what it is you want to do right now, bro. That's not there's no pressure on that. Don't create again, don't create pressure on yourself that ain't necessary. It'll come. You're a smart dude, man. What's your grades like? Listen to this. Hey, I gotta be in math right now. I'm not a in Oh, math. so you done drop to a B. I'm not a math guy. Bro. Oh, you're not, not a math drop guy. To a B. You play oh, sports? Oh no. I do track. You do track. Pole vault, yeah. So you do pole vault. Height is math. How many steps you take in order to do pole vault is math. It is. Oh, it is? Okay. Just checking. Because <laughs> I'm a math guy. Everything is math. You remember the guy that was a speaker at our gala last year? Not this past year, but the year before. Verdell Benson. Mm. That's my guy, man. Verdell Benson was the... Verdell Benson was the first black person. He's the only black person outside of you. You the first, or second person I'm known to be a black pole vaulter. He's the first one, mm -hmm. and I can plug you. If you well, I plug y'all together. But anyway, um, he's also a ninja warrior. He's definitely a ninja warrior. Yeah. But y'all, but and you, a doctor. He's definitely a doctor. Uh, from Pendleton. From Pendleton. American Ninja Warrior, a pole vaulter, and a doctor from here in Pendleton. And a Imagine member of the that. greatest fraternity in the world. Shout out to Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. <laughs> I, that ain't me, but hey. I know. But yeah, man, it's no no pressure, bro. Just you know, let just let life figure it out, man. And raise a hand if y'all pray. And all it takes is a simple, you know, I pray for guidance. I pray for guidance. I'm not sure exactly what it is. Send me, show me a message. And you know, I mean, honestly speaking, there's programs for people just like you that don't know exactly what they want to do. Because we can actually, you know, our organization has an MET program that we're partnering up with. Um, we're partnering up with the Tri County Tech, Greenville Tech, to where we can, you know, if you don't know exactly what it is you want to do, you can come with mechanical engineering training mm -hmm. and go through that process for a few years until you figure out exactly what it is what you want to do. That way, at least you're making money doing that process. Simple as that. And if by then, if you want to figure it out, fine. You don't have to know right now. But if you want to talk more about that, let me know. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. Right. Bet. Well, we definitely appreciate you all. Thank you again. I know we've run over time. Uh, Hold up. Wrap it up. Let's do okay. it. That's the teacher, y'all, Miss Bennett. Hi, I'm Lisa Bennett. I'm 43. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't she old? Damn. Okay, so I've got two questions. I'm sorry. What does legacy mean to you? Because you've talked a lot about legacy. And I also want to know the kinds of things that you feel you've done to secure your family's legacy. Okay, what does legacy mean to me? Um, Kendall and Caleb are my legacy. You know, my children are the only two children on both sides of the family. Um, it's okay, y'all. You're not going to be tardy. We're taking care of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, they're the only two. They're the only grandkids on both sides of the family. Okay. Um, they are my legacy. And changing, you know, the landscape of our last name was a part of that legacy. So now when you Google my last name, it, it ain't going to pull up you know, drug users, drug dealers, convictions, none of that is going to pull up positivity. Um, leaving something behind in a positive way is a part of that legacy. Doing something, planting different seeds to produce different crop is a part of that legacy. So doing something for somebody else is a part of that legacy. And one thing that I've done to secure the legacy of my family is, um, you know, right now, 
right? And it's set up stuff for my children. If I die today, my children are instant, both of my children are instant millionaires or something happened to me. It sounds like lunchtime. Announcement. Win time. Ben time. Win. Win. Uh, oh, so that means y'all ain't finna do nothing for an hour. 30 minutes. Oh. <laughs> I was close. Okay, so... But yeah, so if I die today, my children are millionaires and I set up certain things like trust and different businesses and things of that nature to secure the legacy of our family. So that's a part of the legacy because right now, right now, and I want y'all to challenge y'all parents with this too. And it's okay to challenge your parents because ask your parents like, hey, if something was to happen to you, what does that mean for me? Does, do you, are you leaving something for me? Because you are the legacy of your parents. You know, and the, like my young fella said earlier, I forget his name, but like he said earlier, you know, his mom died of, you know, in 2018 from drug use. You know, what what happens to him at that point? You never know what can happen to you any day, at any point, at any time. You know, but challenge your parents like, hey, what are you, what have you, what's, what happens to me if something happens to you? Is something left for me to be able to prosper on to the next, you know, for the next generation? One thing that I want y'all to focus on is even your life is yours, really is not. Your life is about what comes after you. What are you doing today to secure a better life for somebody behind you? That's legacy. And that was the first, what was the second question? Oh, it was all wrapped up in one. Okay, it was all wrapped up in one. It's like, what is legacy to you and what are you doing to... Yeah, what are you doing to secure your family's legacy? So, legacy has a lot to do with, uh, maybe people won't remember what it is that you did to them, but they're going to always remember how you made them feel. So, my legacy is wrapped into that, but also, um, I took on a responsibility of, of... forcing myself to be a dad to my niece and nephew. So when I say I'm a girl dad, that's my niece. Uh, My sister passed away in 2008. My parents decided to step up and adopt them. And I decided to pull the role of dad. So the legacy was in how I've been treating them, continuing to to assist them to move forward. But my dad set up such a legacy for me. And my dad is still setting that legacy that I was able to, where his role will end someday I'm able to pick up right from there and continue to move forward because of the skill set that I possess the talents that I got from both of my parents the um the drive that I have and being that example is all about that dash between 1984 and the question marks that will in my life that's what my legacy is is going to be but it's always going to be in and I'm praying that it's always going to be rooted in making sure I treated people the right way, making sure that I'm setting up those alleys for people to be able to extremely benefit from myself and moving forward. I've got a heck of a network around me. Jazz. I got Chris Jackson, who I call my big bro. Uh, guy that I've been friends with since sixth grade named Oral Phillips. And I've finally have able, have been able to step into a room where I'm not the smartest guy in the room. So now I'm pulling from all of these different areas. Like I told this gentleman here that it's, it's not about, it's everybody can't go with you. Mm-mm. So now I'm in a room where everybody can't be. And because I'm in this room, I can always go back and pull people, whether it's in this room or to a room that I build adjacent for them. That's a legacy. Continuing to bring people where they can put themselves in a position to go further than I've ever been able to go. That's legacy. Yep. Thank you. Yeah, that is legacy. That is legacy. Anybody got anything else? Anybody? What's up, bro? Okay. Especially now that he know that he ain't getting in no trouble. Bruh. (laughs) So, uh, do you ever feel like your family's holding you back at all? What's your name, brother? Uh, Drake. Drake. And what grade you in? Uh, 10th grade. 10th grade. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> Good question. Yes. Excellent question. Yes. I'm gonna tell you something, man. Sometimes your dream, and I'm I've experienced this, and current I'm currently experiencing this. Okay. The things that I'm doing is securing again, not just myself, but those behind me. Right. 
sometimes your dreams or things that you want to do are bigger than people around you can actually fathom. They can't see beyond their current situation or their current circumstance. One thing that most successful people have is vision. <sighs> Why are you in my head right now? Vision. That's the most people have vision. Vision basically, vision don't have nothing to do with me looking at you right now, but me seeing things that haven't came into existence yet. But the current position that I'm in, I saw myself being in this position five years ago. And the, me being right here right now, I see something completely different five years from now. So that's not uncommon to feel that people are holding you back. And I got to be honest, man. I'm going to be candid here for a second, okay? Y'all have heard these words before. And excuse my language, but family, like, keep moving. Keep moving because you might be different than everybody else in your family. You could be different from, you know, your mother, your father, your brother, your sister. Everybody in here is an individual. Everybody has their own life that they need to create for themselves. And you might be that one catalyst, that one person, that one thing that came into this world to change the lineage of your family. And none of that is going to happen because of the people. It hasn't happened yet because the people that are already there. So sometimes you do have to separate yourself even from family. That doesn't mean you don't love them. It doesn't mean that, you know, hmm. I don't want to, you know, I hate my mom. I hate my dad. It don't mean none of that. It just means that my thought process is different than theirs. I'm going to go over here and do this thing to where it's in a healthy environment for me to do this thing. Surround yourself with people who think like you or who even have higher aspirations than yours. Because there's a such thing as like I'm in rooms. I'm in different rooms right now. So what that means is I'm like he said. I'm surrounded by different people right now, okay? And these people are in levels way higher than me. I'm the low man on the totem pole, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that because that means I'm not the smartest person in the room. That means I'm learning something from them. And everything that they have going on, whether it's financially or even from an intellectual standpoint, trickles all the way down to me. And that's perfectly fine to surround yourself around those people. Now, if you're around people that, oh, you ain't going to be nothing, you ain't going to do nothing, you going to be exactly where you are today, tomorrow. That's that, not going to help you. Is that positive or negative influence on you? It's, that's a negative influence. So you want to be around something that's going to be more positive for you. And it's okay to separate yourself for a, little, for a period of time to, to make things happen. You know, I'm not a well-liked person every day. <laughs> and I'm perfectly fine with that. And whether it's, whether that's family, whether that's friends, or whether that's colleagues, I don't care. I have a mission that I need to fulfill. I got things that I need to get done, and I got to do it. This ain't personal. This is just business. It is what it is. So I have felt like I've been stifled by family. I have felt like that before. But whose life is it? Is it theirs or is it yours? And again, I, I said it so many times, and I'm going to keep saying it because it's, the, it's one of the truest statements in the world. Everybody can't go where you're going. They can't. And even family. Even family. True story. I was, wait a minute. Hmm. Wait, wait a minute. Made up story. <laughs> I'll go that route. I know of couples where their significant other can't go where they're going. Damn. And because of that, I'm sorry. I still have to go. They still have to go blaze a trail in order to say it's possible. Because things are only impossible when you've never seen them done. But when you see them done, if they can do it, surely you can. Well, sometimes you got to be the impossible example. So when niece, nephew, little cousin, mom, dad, see that you've done it, then maybe that'll light a fire under them in order to be able to get those things done too. That's real. That's real. You got to be that beacon of light. So so can they hold you back if you let them? So you have any siblings? Yes, sir. Older or younger? Older. 
good. So you got siblings older than you. Uh, how's their life turned out? Um, my brother graduated last year, mm-hmm. and now he's a mechanic. Mm-hmm. And my sister's at the grade above me. Okay. What grade you in, you say? Uh, 10th. You're in 10th grade. Okay. Oh, so y'all back to back to back. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what is it that you want to do? Um, I don't know yet. Not yet. Not yeah. sure. That's cool. Like we said before, that's cool. You don't necessarily have to know. So let me ask you this. Where'd that question derive from? Um, I think my pops, he like really, I think he like holds me back sometimes. From? Like he tells me that I'm not going to be anything and stuff like that. That's unfortunate. That is unfortunate. However, what do you think? That there's a world where I could be successful. Do me this favor. Don't prove him wrong. Prove you right. Because, and I say it that way, because when you prove him wrong and that's your driving factor, after you've done that, then what? Because if you no longer have that as a motivation, then you're trying to find motivation to get to that next step. Prove you right. That's real. And I go back to my statement. I'm not going to say it again, but I go back to my statement. Well, um, you take that with you. And sometimes you have to have that mind frame in order for you to be exactly who you need to be. Forget that. I, I'm my own person. You know, like, I ain't you. you I won't suggest you tell your daddy that because I'm pretty sure, you know, if anything like my dad, I tried my daddy one time and I never did it again. Yeah. You know, so I don't suggest you, you know, don't ever be disrespectful to your parents because that is, you know, biblical. Don't ever disrespect your parents. But if you know different, if you know there's a endless world of opportunity for you, F what he talking about. I got this. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm watch. I'm gonna prove myself right because I know it's different. And you know that is I, I got to be honest. That is very unfortunate. And it's a tough position to be in. Very, very tough position to be. First of all, I want to I want to applaud you for being open about that scenario because that's not easy to do especially for people y'all age that's not that's not easy to do so i want to applaud you for being open about that particular scenario okay you know but uh do you have a pot what's positive in your life that's a negative aspect but what's a positive aspect in your life for people who actually speak life into you my mom and my dad both of them mm-hmm. so you know so your dad be negative to you but also positive to you in the same way no like my pop my papa oh grandfather mm. Gotcha. So your mom and your, your okay, I, I misconstrued that. My apologies. So your parents are a positive force in your life. Well, that's it. You That's right there in your household. You got it. You good then. Yeah, that, take that. Block out the noise. Block out the noise, bro. <laughs> keep, it, keep it pushing. Take out the noise. How's, how's his life? How's your papa's life? Um, well, his his wife passed away. Mm-hmm. So he, he lives by himself and just him and his dogs, really. Take one thing from them. Don't bleed on people who didn't hurt you. It sounds like a hurt thing. Not not to get real therapeutic or whatever. Sounds like a hurt thing. Maybe he's bleeding on you because of things that have happened for him or whatnot, but you weren't the cause of it. Don't take it personally. Don't take it personally. You know what it is that you, you were set out to be greater than your circumstances. Go do that. Go do that. Bingo. What you got? Hmm? Yeah, you. <laughs> you good, man. He kept looking over. I know he had to say something. You, but you all right though, man. Uh, take that with you, man. Yeah. But I appreciate all of y'all's bravery to real, yeah, yeah to even come up You're here, welcome, brother. Especially uh, you sharing with us. Uh, the passing of your mom in 2018, that's unfortunate. And, you know, uh, my heart goes out to you. Why are you walking like an well. old man? You hurt? Sore. I had practices. No, I had a game. Had practices. How'd you do? Sore. We lost, but we're not going to talk about that. He's sore? He's too young to be sore. I know what the old people say. You ain't got no back. What your back hurt, boy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name is Malachi. Uh, I'm in 11th grade. And I was just going to ask. Is it important to for like I guess somebody my age to have a mentor? It's important for somebody every age to have a mentor. 
I have a mentor. Same. I'll be 40 in October. Same. Same, same. It's at every age, bro. A few mentors at that. Yeah. Same. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you do. Yeah, it's important. At every aspect in life. Mm -hmm. At every aspect in life, you know, because I, I learn things from other people that I, in turn, apply to other people. So, yeah, it's important, mm -hmm. bro. So, we'll talk. Yeah. I've got mentors that are even younger than I am. So a mentor doesn't have to be older than you. For real. We'll talk, though. Mm -hmm. And another question I had was, uh, I have a younger cousin, and we've been, like, you know, basically, like, brother, brother since he was, like, four. So I was wondering, like, how could I be a good influence on him, even though I'm older than him and he's still in, like, middle school and stuff like that? Do the right things. Do the right things, bro. Because another thing that keeps me going, because I know Corday asked me a question earlier, you know, when I feel like, when I feel like, you know, what are you doing? You feel like just not doing it, just don't want to do it. What happens at that point? Um, keep doing, just doing the right thing because somebody's always watching. Somebody is always watching 100% of the time. Every move I make, everything I do, I know somebody's watching. It's gonna be somebody watching to, you know, as a motivational factor, you know, or it could be somebody watching to see if you're gonna make a mistake and fall because they're waiting on you to fall. But that's not a, you know, just do the right things. Just make the right decisions. Are you gonna make the right decisions 100% of the time? No. You know, I'm a big brother. So I didn't have any older siblings or, you know, to look at to be like, mm, I ain't gonna make the same decision he made. I'm gonna do something different. You know, I kind of had to blaze that trail on my own. So it's okay to make a few mistakes here and there. You're going, that's going to happen. You ain't going to get things 100% correct. But just make sure you're doing the right things. And, you know, if you make a mistake in the right things, that's okay. You know, you're, not, you're never going to get it 100% right. You know, but you, little cuz is always going to be watching you. He's always going to look up to you regardless. That's going to be the thing. So whatever path you have to, happen to take, they're going to watch. So... Just that's it. That's all I got for that. Just make sure you're doing the right thing. That's it, bro. And on the flip side of that, him being the older brother, I'm the youngest of five. So I was able to see being in that same position that your little cousin is in right now. I was able to see a lot of what not to do and was then told, hey, don't do it the way that I did it. So even when you do mess up, let them know, hey, I did this wrong to keep you from falling in those same pitfalls. Don't do this. And always come to them with love. That's it. Yeah. Just always show love. Always show love mm -hmm. to little cuz. Always. Always. Because you're going to see things. That, oh, you're going to see things that he hasn't seen yet. You're going to see things he hasn't seen yet. You know, when he gets to high school, you've already had that high school experience. To where, hey, I'm gonna tell you, you gonna see it, boy. Yeah, yeah. You go. Oh, you got her as a teacher. Oh, yeah. You know. So you're gonna, you know, you always, you know, even right now in middle school, you've been in middle school before, so you know what it's like. You know, you know, you know what it's like when you say, "Hey, man, I'm starting to feel a little crazy." You know, feeling a little different. I started, you know, I, I like this girl. Hey, let me tell you what you do. You know, just do this because you done been there. So, you know, so you've already experienced a certain segment of life that he's currently in. So you can you can start applying that right now. Thank you. What you got, Miss Teacher? Yeah, you do. Come on, don't do that. We got time for one last question. So Make it good. Pandas. Panda. Panda. Hi, my name is Nevaeh. And my question is, from coming from a small town like Pendleton, how was it like to go to an HBCU? <laughs> it was dope. <laughs> it was dope, man. It was dope. I'm just being, just being honest. You know, back when we were here, uh, it was, of course, it's predominantly white. You know, upstate South Carolina is predominantly white. South Carolina. No. Yeah. No, I'm, let me let me let me let me let me get there. Do your thing. Upstate South Carolina itself is predominantly white. Going to a HBCU the first semester, I was culture shocked. You know, because I've never been around that many black people in my life. Oh, that wasn't related to me. 
Okay, so it was different. It was very different. However, it was one of the best experiences I've had because I met people that you know, even though we were from different backgrounds, like dang, we really all the same, you know. And it was and it was fun. It was fun, and a lot of those people we're friends to this day. Um, it was it was definitely a, a life changing experience um, socially, in a good way, you know. Now I'm not gonna lie. Education-wise, I would take my education from PWI and put it up against anybody from HBCU any day. You know, I'm not just being honest with that. But socially, I needed that experience for my life. I'm glad I did get the experience. I hate that I didn't. Truth be told, I'm, I hate that I didn't graduate from HBCU. Thank you. Are you planning? Are you thinking about going to one? Yeah. Which one? Either Claflin or SC State. Uh, they, man, they, <laughs> they next door, literally, like the bros argue over the fence with each other. Like they're, <laughs> they next. I'm pretty. You've been to Claflin door. before and South Carolina State before, haven't you? Have you? I've been to SC State. Okay, well, then you've been to Claflin. When I say that next door, where you standing the way I'm standing, there's a fence right there, and that's it. Claflin, South Carolina SC State. State. That's it. So let me ask you this. Um, what did you think about Orangeburg while you were there? Because it hasn't changed any since I was there. <laughs> Jesus. It was kind of like small, just like Anderson or something like that, but it was big at the same time. It's small. Those those two schools are a large high school. Yeah. That's really, I mean, just being it's a very, very, very large high school. Okay. Um, now, as far as education, South Carolina State has a very strong educational program. Strong educational program. So that's pretty, you know, I would consider that. I would definitely consider that. You going um, for music at all? Okay, yeah, SC State. SC State is a, is a good school for education. Yeah. Um, but it is small. it's a small town, and even though it is surrounded by a lot of colleges, you know, you got Voorhees, you got um, Denmark, which ain't Denmark, too far. Yeah, Denmark, you Denmark Tech. Tech. You got Orangeburg Tech. South Carolina State and Claflin. So there's five colleges and universities that are right there within that vicinity. Yeah. But there is really no outside life in Orangeburg. Like, there's not a skating ring, no movie theater, no bowling alley, nothing to really do things. Yeah, the mall is, is not a mall anymore. It's not a mall. There's no shopping. So if you go to a place like that, just Go to get your education. That's all you're going for. <laughs> that's all you're going for. Okay? That's it. There's no, it's not a whole lot of activities that you're going to be able to partake while you're there. Just give you the heads yeah. up. And March of 101. You'll yeah. be able to see them. Yeah, but it's but it is uh, it is an experience that um, I would advise every you know to to experience if that's what you're really into. Mm-hmm. Thank you. All right, welcome. And that was our last one. All right. Well, this has been another episode of We Are More Than the Podcast. Again, Pendleton High School. Thank you all for having us, Jazz. Thank you for being a guest on the show. Wow. Uh, this is going to be a fun one. So. Uh, again, it's been another episode of We Are More Than a Podcast. We out. Thank y'all. Yeah.